we're watching pictures for the last six, seven weeks coming out of uh, Europe and coming out of Ukraine, and they're absolutely horrific. And, and the, the pictures we've seen of people fleeing the country, uh, fleeing their homes, just grabbing what they can carry, leaving, uh, you know, a lot of the families, uh, the, the husband, the, the father has to stay behind to fight. The, it's women and children leaving. Uh, it, it's just absolutely uh, heartbreaking. And, and a lot of us, what can we do? Uh, we, we donate money, which is great. Uh, you know, that's, that's about all you can do sometimes. Uh, but for others, as we've seen tens of thousands of refugees from the Ukraine either co- arriving in Canada or, or they're on their way, uh, and, and people here opening up their homes and opening up their lives uh, to these people to try to help and, and, and make a difference. One of those people joins me on the line now. Uh, Tara Rasmussen and her family have uh, taken in a, a family from Ukraine, a husband and wife and two children. Tara, thanks for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure. So I have a lot to ask you, but let me just first ask, what made you do this? We just couldn't watch anymore, really. It's as, that, as simple as that. I think the tipping point was, you know, it was horrific from the very start and really, like, unbelievable for so many days. But I think it was when we started hearing about um, children stranded in orphanages and limited resources there and, uh, you know, pediatric cancer patients being trapped and under threat we're just like, okay, what, what can we possibly do? So uh, my, my partner, Matt, and I thought, well, maybe we could, we could uh, open our home to somebody who needs a place to go. So, and so, so when you come up with that idea, and it's, you know, I, I'm sure there's people all across uh, the country that have been in, the, in a similar situation to you going, watching it, going, what can we do? What can we do? And then you decide, okay, maybe we can open up our home. So what do you do at that point to make it actually happen? Yeah, so we kind of, we brainstormed, okay, well, well, how can we kind of get our message out? And voila, up pops on Facebook the, um, uh, an article about Ukraine Take Shelter, which is a website created by two young uh, students at Harvard. And really what it does is just match um, Ukrainians searching for shelter, I think mostly in North America, with those who have something to offer, whether it's a free room, an apartment for a short period of time, a long period of time, whatever. And then, um, yeah, it, it's a way of connecting people. So, so we put a, a, a posting up of our, our lonely cottage on Vancouver Island there. And um, I had also um, purchased something for my son's school on Etsy. And the artist happened to be based in uh, Ukraine. And when I went round to thank him for what he had sent us, I also asked him, are you okay? <laughs> and do you need, or anyone you know, want to come to Canada? So we kind of had a couple of different channels um, that enable us to connect with people. Uh, it's amazing. So, okay, so when, when did, it's, it's a, a husband and wife and two children. Uh, yeah. When did they arrive and what was that like? So they've been here a week now. Um, the arrival, so the, the journey was long, I think four flights to get to YVR. And, um, unfortunately it was a six hour delay in immigration on the non-public security side of, um, of the airport. I'm not really sure what the delay was about, what they had to do there. We haven't really connected on that. But then once, um, once they came through, um, the uh, Ukrainian, uh, I forgot, UCC, I forget what the acronym stands for, and the Red Cross were on the, in the international waiting area 
with me waiting for them, and there were Ukrainian speakers there, and um, a lot of support. So that was, that I think was really nice for them. But at that point, they were absolutely exhausted. But um, yeah, it was it was amazing. Actually, it was amazing to finally meet them. Amazing for me. I think they were they probably wouldn't know what to say at this point because they were so tired. But you know, I met so many people um, who were there to help, and it was really a heartwarming experience. Spending time in international rivals is always kind of like that anyway, but right. it's just over the top. Uh, Tara Rasmussen joining us on the line, uh, her and her family uh, opening up their home uh, to a, a Ukrainian refugee family. How old are the kids? Uh, that they came? are 10 and 13. 10 and 13. And I can't even imagine what it's been like for them. The yeah. adults, you can imagine the stress and, ex- and the exhaustion. You could probably see it in their faces. The kids, you know, up until two months ago, there was no talk of coming to Canada and, and leaving their home. It's got to be yeah. overwhelming. You know, honestly, Shane, they're unbelievable. Um, you know, it's only been a short period of time, and we do have a language barrier. So I haven't really been able to really talk with them but my observations are, you know, their family is so grounded um, and, and their parents are so strong. They seem to be okay by my observation. I guess time will tell. Um, they were also traveling with their mom's two cousins and their families. So there were a number of children together. And I think probably that having that crew of people together was very supportive. But uh, yeah, I guess time will tell how they're doing. Uh, you, you mentioned the language barrier. So I, for, for those that, that are just are listening, you, you meet at the airport, and then are you just hopping in a car and, and going home yeah. with them? And what's, <laughs> yep. the, what's, what's that ride like? Well, fortunately, um, Mom the, um, speaks a little bit of English. So, um, and she, I sort of knew beforehand that as long as I spoke, um, uh, not like as long as I slowed my speaking that, that we could communicate. Um, you know, I kind of feel like I kind of took on a bit of a tour guide right. <laughs> energy and I was sort of probably nervously pointing out, you know, different things about Vancouver, um, whether or not any of them were absorbed. I'm not sure. Uh, they, as I said, they're so tired, but yeah, I, I think we were all just so happy to finally have them land and be here and be together. Um, I think that was really the overall feeling. I mean, for them, probably totally surreal when they got to my house. They're like, oh, my God, where are we? <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, it was, for me, it was, like, joyous. So, so what's it been like? So what's the last week been like? Yeah, so it's been amazing. Um, so we... Um, so they're on, uh, we have a property on Vancouver Island, which is where they are, and I'm in Vancouver. So the last few days we haven't been together, but we've been constantly on WhatsApp. That's like their family, um, and it's the kid. My kids love it. I have two two little kids. They feel like they've got new friends to play with. Um, they can't wait to see each other again. Um, yeah, it was sort of instant, uh, an instant connection. It, they and we have said it's a little bit like a dream. Um, it's been great. Do, 
have they thought? I'm just wondering. Like they they come to your place first, and I, I'm assuming a couple of days there, and then you you took them over to to Vancouver Island. Were they were they nervous at all? Were they? Uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were. Um, so they are like they they seem really resilient and really tough and strong. Like, um, but as they got to know me a little bit, I think some of that, like the wall came down a bit and there were some tears for sure. And, um, the mom, uh, shared with me that, you know, when she wakes up in the morning, that's the time when she feels most kind of overwhelmed. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think that it, the first little bit, you know, fortunately Vancouver Island is so beautiful that, uh, it probably feels like at least mom has said about t- about the children saying, oh, we kind of feel like we're on a holiday. So um, parents probably feel a little bit different. But, yeah, I think it's just, I would imagine it's just totally overwhelming right now. Um, it's, it's a lot to do, but just like trying to take it all in and uh, somehow keep your nervous system calm. No, I, I, I'm sure. I, I, you know, from what the, the journey from the, from the terrible scene that they left to you know going halfway across the world oh, yeah. uh, to all of a sudden being in you know on Vancouver Island, it, it's a totally different uh, different world. I can't even imagine what goes through their mind. Yeah, uh, like you say, grateful at times, but it, it still has to be extremely scary, especially when you say only the mother really speaks a little English. Yes, yeah, and um, you know the on the weekend before I was going to be coming back to the mainland, I wanted to make sure that she had enough local contacts or had met enough faces so that if, if I needed to send someone to her door, they wouldn't be a stranger. And uh, so she met three people and trying to listen to, to everyone speaking English very quickly. And you could just see like (laughs) the blood drain out of her face. Like she was, Whoa! <laughs> right. This is a lot. So, yeah, uh, so many things going on. I'm sure. Uh, we're talking with uh, Tara Rasmussen. Her and her family opening up their homes, their lives to a refugee family from Ukraine, who, of course, uh, fleeing the uh, the tragedy that is taking place in their country. Uh, Tara, thanks for sticking around. Um, so. It takes them a few days. They've got to kind of get their their bearings. But then, what happens? Like. Uh, do they have to start? Uh, is it driver's license? Is it jobs? Like how how long? Yeah. How long are you? Do you sign up for to say okay? We'd like to help these people. We'd like to house them. How long does that go for? Well, um, we're in, in our situation. Uh, it, it's sort of unlimited as long as they would like to stay. Um, they are welcome to stay. Um, so I think if someone else is thinking of doing this, they would just really need to decide what would work for them. So in our case, they can stay as long as they'd like. Um, I've met other families who, like, two months is kind of, they've been up front with, this is, you know, you have two, two months, and then we need to help you find a place to rent. But, um, and then, uh, so, so they've already, like, applied for their social insurance numbers. Today they were off getting their provincial health number um i think next they're super keen to drive so (laughs) (laughs) they they're they're actually their ukrainian driver's license is valid for 90 days 
um, so they don't have to uh, get on that right away. But they just they want to settle. They want to be here. They want to kind of get on with their lives. Um, it's interesting, like, uh, you know, up until not too long ago, the thought of moving, it probably wasn't on their radar, but now that they have and what's happened, there's no thought of, okay, I can't wait to go back, I guess, because who knows what's there to go back to. Yeah, I haven't heard that, no. Yeah. So, okay, so what, what, as far as the, the couple, the mother and the father, what, what, do we know what they did in, in Ukraine to make a living? Yeah, um, dad was, as far as I understand, was sort of a, um, a large vehicle mechanic and bus driver, and mom is a nail art technician. So nail, you know, fancy nail extensions. She had her own business. Okay, well, that seems like those are transferable jobs, I yes. would think. Yeah. Because that would be the most difficult uh, difficult part. And it's interesting, we just spoke to someone about the economy in the first segment, and we were talking about how employment's at record lows, and uh, yeah. you know, there's not enough people for the jobs that yeah. are out there. So on the plus side uh, for them, that's got to be encouraging. Absolutely. And we actually have a job for the, the dad if he wants one. So um, yeah, we're amongst those employers having a hard time finding oh. employees. So. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I don't think, like, my perception is finding work um, will not be a problem. It might not be exactly what they did before right away, but work is there. And I would think considering what they're leaving, what they left behind, yes. just a fresh start is, is all exciting. Absolutely, yeah. It, this is, I think, what I've noticed is everyone coming to Canada is coming with children. So this is about making sure their kids have a safe and, and and great potential future. Now, you mentioned when the family that you're uh, helping arrived, they came with cousins as well. Yes. yes. And where, where did they end up? Do you know? So, uh, like, it's amazing. Um, so one family is uh, half an hour down the highway, and the other family is um, like 45 minutes the other direction. So they're all really within an easy drive of each other. In fact, we met the cous- one of the cousins last weekend they came by with their kids, which was lovely. That's got to make the transition so much easier for the oh families. Oh my gosh, like, huge, huge. I would think it's absolutely so comforting for all of them. Do you find yourself like in a situation like that where the family, you know, some, uh, they have relatives, they come, do you find yourself sometimes just almost, I don't want to say an out-of-body experience, but you step back in a way and yes. you just see how they're, they're communicating and, and you can look at their faces and you, probably quite the difference than when they arrived at the airport. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot more emotion. Um, yeah, emotion was definitely more on the surface. Um, brave faces weren't quite as obvious. They were definitely more relaxed and comfortable, yeah. Uh, what has been the reaction uh, from, uh, you know, friends of yours, folks that you guys know, uh, when, you, when you told them what you were doing? Oh, like overwhelming um, response and desire to help um, and to contribute. So um, I have had more, like, bags of, of fresh-made bread and chocolate and food and... Um, all sorts of like goodie bags to sort of dropped at my front door that I need to deliver to them this weekend. Um, the local community is like just been um, shocking to me. It just the generosity. I, initially, the cousins um, didn't have a place, and 
um, the mom of the family who's with me, her sister um, speaks English and was saying, they're traveling with my cousins, can you see if you can help find a place for them? And I put out like one Facebook post to the local community and it was like within an hour I had homes for them and people were going to bring groceries for the next six months and yeah, just unbelievably heartwarming. It is. It, it always becomes kind of the silver lining yeah. uh, when you, when something like this happens. That it, it is nice to know uh, that people will rise to the occasion. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Tara, any anything uh, you want to pass on to folks that are maybe considering doing this, uh, who have thought about it, and maybe don't know if it, if they can do it, if they can do it, or where they would even begin. Yeah, I would say just be really very realistic about what you have to offer. I know we all have an overwhelming urge to help right now, but really think about, um, you know, who you could comfortably accommodate and for how long and be really upfront about that because I think people really understand and they know what their needs are. Um, and I would say, you know, that, that Harvard um, student website, I think it seems to be very well known to the people overseas who are looking for places. So I would say, if you're thinking about it, um, start there. And I can tell you um, that your heart will never have been fuller after you do this. Uh, thank you so much, Tara. And I, I hopefully uh, a few other people uh, get motivated to do uh, something as well. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your time today. And thank you for everything you're doing. Pleasure, Shane. Thank you.